Thank you. Speaking of what's going on Twitter, it's just a bunch of me misspelling shit and looking like a, a ripe jackass. And my <laughs> topic for tonight, by the way, as well, that's also what's going on on Twitter. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So... Can I just say that me misspelling things on Twitter reminds me of just year after year of going to school and getting a paperback that I wrote and just tons of words being circled in red. And they wouldn't even take the time to explain to me what I had done wrong. They were just circled like then in red. And I'm like, why is then circled in red? I spelled it right. T-H-E-N. I now realize that I didn't do T-H-A-N like I should have. But like they just never. It'd just be a bunch of shit in red. And I'd be like, do you understand what I was saying or not? And they'd be like, well, yeah, but like you, you have all these gr- like gram- grammatical errors. And I'm like, well, fuck off. I don't That's care. Unfortunate. Whenever I grade like any kid's like essay or writing or whatever, I always like cross out. I'll circle it, but then I'll put what the correct thing is. And then like when they ask me like, hey, why did I get this wrong? I'm just like, because this is the instance where you use this or this or this. So they understand it. You're What's the point of giving things? corrections if you don't understand it? Are you well, I could have used you when I was a kid because I'm sorry. What did Kayla just ask? Are you a hot teacher? I don't know. My mm-hmm. my boyfriend or not my boyfriend, my husband's <laughs> former roommates. Multiple husbands. My husband's <laughs> former roommate said that I was a hot teacher once, but okay. she was kind of drunk. Truth comes out when you're drunk. Speaking of kind of drunk. Mm-hmm. So there has been a fight on Twitter, apparently. <laughs> um, Kaylee, you have probably haven't seen this, but I, I guess R to the icky. His name is R2. R2 the icky. Oh, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> I apparently, according to Skeets, he came at Skeets sideways. Oh. And so Skeets got pissed and called R to the Icky a real asshole and blew <gasps> him up. And R2 was Skeets like, what? did that, damn. Yeah. R2 was like, what did I even do? I don't understand what's happening here. And then Skeets just went MIA for like 12 hours. He didn't just answer his phone whatsoever. So that was really neat to keep I us mean, all guessing. He posted his good morning thing late today as well, which was really worrisome. Skeets. I'll tell you what, Skippy Two Rad is still on the Good Morning and Good Night. <laughs> Why? I like it. I like she it. She lives on. I appreciate it. But she hates me. Wait, who hates you? Skippy Two Rad. Skippy. Oh, she's oh, she's the one with the pump she's it, the rapper. push it, the she dance. Move yeah. it. She doesn't it, hate shake you. It, shake it, shake it, shake it, work it. 
Yeah. She I've been singing that me. a lot, actually. <laughs> I've been singing that a lot. Nobody knows what I'm doing, but it's, I know. Are you shake, shake your hook? Shake it. I'm like, move, move it. it, shake it, shake it, move it, move it, shake it. Like, I like waiting how at the DMV. was like, oh, I know what song that is. That's move it, shake it. I, yeah, <laughs> I loved that audio clip. I want that to be the intro. <laughs> I loved that so much. Oh, so. R2 had his kid call in to see if his kid could settle things with Skeet. So let's see. Let's hear from them. Okay. This is R2, and I demand that Skeet face me like a man. And by face me like a man, I mean on Twitter in 280 characters or less. Okay. Did his son have the same name as him? No, that was R2. His son is the next one. Oh. Hello, Kayla, Kelsey, and Yessie Balls. Hi. This is Lil Spidey. I just want to know why Skeet's afraid to talk to my dad, R2. Stop being scared, Skeet. My dad isn't a bad guy. Don't forget to subscribe to After the Weekend on YouTube and go oh. to the 8750 Patreon to get even more great content from your favorite podcast. Keep 100, folks. <laughs> wow. Oh, well done, cute. Spidey. Well done. Spidey, so- your, your dad is a bad guy. No, I hate to break this to you, but you have <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Your dad is a monster. <laughs> he made his own kid plug yeah, his I'm, fucking I'm gonna podcast. I'm going to again. Hold on. <laughs> and then it wouldn't be an 8750 episode if Skeets didn't call in as his... He self-appointed himself as being the ambassador for 8750, and it's like, well... Right on. We're really leading with our <laughs> finest foot forward. So here's Skeets. All right, this is the ambassador of 8750. Would you like to become an 8750 Patreon? Mm-hmm. For five bucks, head on over to Patreon.com slash 8750 and sign up when you get access to I'd like to. I'd like to hear our 2 sons say, say that. Something yeah, like that. I, mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. Little, there's uh, two sentences left. Right, there. You're going to be nasty? Just five bucks. <laughs> Sign up now. Help your boy Eddie app out. Now, yeah. let me also point out that Skeets is not a patron. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Skeets, dude, that is a great pitch for why people should sign up. Yeah. May I recommend you sign up? <laughs> Do you want me to read to you what Google thinks he said? Of course, please. <laughs> please. Hi. This is the ambassador lady, 750. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Would you like to be coming at 8750 Pantry? For <laughs> five o'clock, head over to 2509.com slash 8750 to sign up. When you get access to everything, do it now. Get your credit card out, do it now. <laughs> that is way cool. <laughs> I got business all over my dick. <laughs> Every day, talking on these balls, and yeah. I think he said the N word. Oh, okay. I need my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I like my mouth too. Same, Skeet. Same. I'm right there with you. When you get access to everything, do it now. Get your credit card out. Do it now. <laughs> get that credit card out. It sounds like a hostage negotiation. He's like, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> we need five helicopters with 20 million in cash. Do it now. <laughs> oh man. How long does it take to feed this cat? 
This is crazy. I was gonna bananas. say let's listen, but she mutes her mic. How does she do that? She must on have my a sound, fancy mic. On mine, you can turn your microphone volume down the whole way, like <laughs> ergo muting it. Oh, she's coming. I hear her she's coming. She's back. I hear her. Hey, then I'm back on the podcast. <laughs> she's Not done perfect. with her. Done with her black and mild, and now she's back. Hey, I had to feed the cat. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Bro, like seriously, the second I sit in front of this mic and start talking is when they start to get like agitated and active. You they live were... with your parents. Yeah. Have them feed your fucking cats. They're already in bed, bro. They're already asleep. Yeah, fair. Um, all right. So we are gathered here today to talk about Vex Electronica's topic, which is Eliza Blue. Eliza fucking blue. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a cool name. Well, I mean, she's it's had a one couple of twelve of them. names, so <laughs> Oh, she one, was yeah. Eliza knows Alinda Eliza. Hold on, hold on, you're spoiling. Hold on, I have a question though to preface this. My bad. Mm-hmm. Kayla, do you know who Eliza Blue is? I've ah. never heard of this person ever. <laughs> is okay. she located within a mile of Kayla? But no, yeah. she does not know this person. No. <laughs> so Eliza Blue is a former trafficking victim turned trafficking advocate. What? Gained- yes who gained a lot of popularity over the last two to three years for her quote-unquote advocacy work, which to mm-hmm. most of us just seems like her posting articles and tweets. Okay. Now, over the last, I would say, year, a lot of people have been a little bit suspicious of her backstory because she would go on these interviews and podcasts and everything, and she'd drop little hints of things, but they just never lined up with what, you know, everything else she was saying. So some Mm -hmm. people were skeptical. So the last week of December of 2022, I can't remember what the, what the, the account's name is, but they're still banned right now. They posted a thread being like, I don't, we, I'm not buying this whole Eliza blue thing. Here is my evidence showing that she's not being truthful about being a sex trafficking victim. And here's (gasps) the background. Okay. In that post were you know, her connections were her father, first of all. So her her birth name is Eliza Moreland or Morholland. I don't know how to pronounce it. Her, fa- uh, her father used to be a state representative for Illinois. Wait, what? Yeah. Her father used to be the state representative for Illinois. Did you say anything else of importance in the last 30 seconds? I mean, no. If that's the last thing you heard, then no. I'm still going. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, then people started to uncover her history and back in the early 2000s, she seemed to have a lot of traction for a couple of things that she had done. She had been on the show blind date. She'd been on American idol. She'd been on one other reality TV show that I can't recall all under different names. She was she on had, blind date. Yeah. Yeah. Like you the one where they it. would have pop up like, yep, uh Oh, yep. She was I there. love that show. I love that show too. <laughs> um, you can find the clip still on YouTube. Actually, I'll I'll send it to you later. Um, yeah. She also allegedly was the hairstylist and dated the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, Gerard um, Way. Yeah, two thousand six to two thousand seven. Did Though, you know that he wrote The Umbrella Academy? Yeah, I did. Cool. Yeah. Me too. I like that show. Um, I still haven't watched that show. Season one was good. Season two was not so good. And by season three, it was like, eh, with all the stuff with like <sighs> Elliot Page, I'm good. Yeah, I ended it after Steve season one and I don't need 
anymore. Oh, then okay. yeah, dude, you saw a good <clears throat> show. <clears throat> okay. So, um, yeah, she alleged that apparently they didn't actually date. She was just kind of a crazy, like, groupie, essentially. She would claim that she was dating him and then try to book the the band for, like, these appearances and stuff. And essentially, they fired her or kicked her out, like, after a few months because it was like, this is ridiculous. This bitch is crazy. Wait, she so she to- claimed she dated him? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no. We barely well, tolerated she, so, her. I don't think he's ever come out and said anything, but other okay. people that were within that kind of groupy thing came out and said all these things. She also See, was affiliated with Jeffrey Star at one point as well. He's he, Gerard Way is like real famous. So when mm-hmm. something like this comes out, he just doesn't say anything. He's like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, he's he also married to. with a kid. So like, what what's the point in drudging this up? In all honesty, this was like twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. not gonna say shit. Yeah, so that's and that's good on him. Like, if he did come out and say something, it would totally like blow this thing up even more. But like, honestly, good on him for not getting sucked into this. Um, she also tried to start a band and be a singer, and that didn't work out. And there's like footage of her like calling her mom to tell her about how she's doing and all this stuff. Then somewhere between like 2011 and 2016-ish, she's basically what she calls a video vixen, which is basically just those chicks that shake their ass in music videos. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. So yeah. the big thing that happened is on January 20th of this year, Brittany Venti, who is a former streamer and now just kind of basically shit disturber, we'll say for lack of a better term. She's got a pretty big social media following and all this stuff. She makes a living off of this. She posted a tweet asking like, hey, Eliza, I found this music video from World Star Hip Hop. Can you explain like this? Because you claim that you were being trafficked during this time, but it looks like you were getting paid for a music video instead. It was it was a bit acu- acu- accus- it was accusing tweet, but like it wasn't really bad. Accusational. Like, Thank you. It was an accusational tweet, but it wasn't like over the top. Like, hey, bitch, can you explain this shit? kind of deal right mm-hmm. so instead of addressing it Brittany venti's account got suspended like within 24 hours of posting that then the quarter incher the quartering no. i call him the quarter incher because he's a fucking cuck and he's a low t soy boy every time he- i tell mrs yeti about the quartering she's like who is that again i'm like i've told you about him she's like i know i just can never remember who the fuck that is he's a like- forgettable <laughs> he's a forgettable everything that's why unless you actually keep up with this shit um he decided to hop on this bandwagon and reposted it and he also got suspended for a while a couple other like accounts on twitter like notable ones also posted shit and they yellow flash i think they got their accounts locked yeah yellow flash is back though now but britney venti is still locked and i think hers would be unlocked if she just deleted the tweet that violated the quote-unquote terms of service so she hasn't i haven't actually seen anything where she's revealed what the terms would be to get her account unsuspended but even the guy that made the post back in december 2022 his account is still suspended okay because um i just know with yellow flash his issue was like i tweeted this yeah and i'm locked until i delete that tweet i will remain locked so there is just a difference between locked and suspended Okay. Um, like the quarter incher, I don't know what he did to get his account back, but he's the big he was probably the biggest one out of all of them. Yeah, he's so got kind of, like a million and a half followers. Yeah, so it makes sense why his was unlocked just because of the spread he has, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like 20 or so accounts that I know of that have been suspended for just asking questions or reposting things. Which is now, weird, right? 
very weird extremely weird uh, like uh, yeah okay especially so when elon one- musk takes over twitter and he's like no more of this censorship no more of just kicking people off the platform with no good reason and then which along is what comes- i'm getting to as well this is another thing i'm going to touch on in a moment and then along um, comes eliza blue and it's like well if you even mention her and what she was up to during yeah. these time frames you go fuck yourself So the world star hip hop video that she was in, it was basically just like an eye candy video where she's just like half naked shaking her ass for about three minutes. That's it. And there's like other music videos that there's like six or seven of them now that have popped up showing her as just this background girl just shaking her ass in music videos. Um, World star removed the music video because she basically requested it. She started copyright striking all of these things, saying that these were illegal images. These were personal images. Which this is wild. Video. She signed yeah. paperwork to be in a music video. And she got paid for it. And these music videos had been public for seven years before someone brought it up on Twitter. So just to recap, ago. Kayla. Yeah. This chick was in music videos seven, eight years ago. And then mm-hmm. decided she's an advocate for trafficking and, and wanted to and put a those sex trafficking victim as well. And wanted to put too. those videos behind her and just like not ever talk about them again. And then because the Internet is the Internet, they went and found them and just was like, hey, look at this. And it's like, nope, shut down that account. Don't yeah. talk about this. Get it out of so here. So now what she's the even, fuck does she's she even do? going. Yeah. So this is the thing. Like now she's even going after small YouTube channels. Like we're talking like a couple thousand subscribers just for them talking about this whole situation. She's going after them. So small channels are getting stricken. So when I put this on YouTube, do you think I'm in trouble? Probably. Yeah. So I wouldn't recommend putting this on YouTube. Oh, Um, on top of that, she has ties to Elon Musk because when Elon Musk took over, she immediately came in and was like, Hey, there's a lot of like, on this platform and stuff like we need to take care of it so oh my god does even... she have one of his babies not yet no okay i don't think so I, he's probably fucked her though that's for sure yeah um apparently but he it... gave her a tesla I, I assume he just gives every crazy bitch he fucks a tesla at this point. <laughs> like maybe because i know he did not give I'd one be to on Joe that Rogan. List. come on <laughs> he gave one to amber heard though i'm pretty yep. sure yeah well, I don't, um, yeah again this is all so, yeah. hearsay Yes. So everyone is just kind of assuming that she is using her ties with Elon to kind of get, first of all, her name off of the trending list on a regular basis so that this dies down, as well as getting a lot of these accounts suspended or locked or just banned for what they're they're asking. Now, some things that have come up over the last 24 hours, which I've been like holding my tongue on because I was like, let's talk about this on the podcast. Can I just say... Mm-hmm. That I don't think Elon is directly involved with getting her stuff taken down. I'll bet you, like, at most, she might have his number and was like, yo, I don't like this. And he looked at somebody and was like, uh, handle it. Like, I would hope that Elon Musk is so not, too. like, I personally think being like, take care of her. Yeah. And then I think once it started, it was like, oh, I might have fucked up on this one. Yeah, because he allegedly unfollowed her a couple days ago, too. So people are are thinking that maybe it's coming where they're just going to remove her from the platform altogether because it's causing a lot of issues. She's locked her account. Yeah, yeah, when the whole like trending thing was happening where people were locking their account because they got more views, she did it then. And I said even that, she's not locking it to hop on a trend. She's locking it to save herself right now. And here we are three days later and her account is still locked. 
What does that mean? What's that mean? So like your account. Skeet has Sorry, his private. account locked too. Yeah, private. Do you okay. still want that explained or no? Mm-mm. No, I got it. Okay. It's like Skeets. You know how Skeets will say stuff to people and no one can see it because you have yep. to go follow Skeets to see it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so nobody can see her shit unless you're following her, essentially. You can't retweet any of her shit anymore. So it's just and I think she has to approve account. who follows her too. Yeah, and when your account is locked, yes. Or sorry, private, yes. So now the other thing I noticed today is she hasn't tweeted in two days now. Yeah, that's smart. I wouldn't either. I would take a month <laughs> off Twitter. Which is interesting because for the days leading up to not tweeting for two days, she was just bombing people like every hour with tweets. And they really? were weird tweets. Yeah. There were tweets like, Jesus loves me. I have love behind me. Please send me all these good vibes, everyone. Like, we're doing amazing work. I'm so, like, it's all these, gr like, gratitude and love posts. Like, she's essentially love bombing whoever is still following her to almost drown out all the other stuff on her timeline. So, Did if you, you mention go her going on the one podcast where she explained? So I'm getting of. there. I'm getting here. I'm getting okay. here. I'm, like, this is all coming together, man. Don't worry. Okay. So, in the last... <laughs> 24 hours so first of all there have been some images that have come up now of her when she was working as what we allege as an escort there are pictures of her in skin like scantily clad wearing laundry and stuff and posing there's a, an article that came out two days ago from the daily beast essentially some people had come forward and said like yeah she she told me like straight up i could join her and earn 500 a night escorting so she tried to recruit people to get into the life, which is weird if you're a trafficking victim. Um, she's also been in a lot of those like sexy girl contests and all of that stuff. She's done some nude modeling, it seems. And now we get to her podcast appearances. And this is where like some bells are really starting to go off for me now. Because let me I'm... just say this is all allegedly and yes, hearsay yes. speculated and speculation. Yes, we do not know any of this to be fact. Mm -hmm. wild speculation one might say i mean especially what i'm going to bring up momentarily is going to be very wild speculation all right so in some of these podcast appearances this is where it's like where the the meat of all of this stuff comes from like she did a tim cast appearance a few weeks ago her appearance made no fucking sense like the can i stop you here yeah for this is how i became aware of this person so i was just, i listened to tim cast a lot because it comes her out like the episode comes out as a podcast right around when it's time for me to do what's called a dream feeding with Yeti Jr., which is like he's asleep, but you plug a bottle in his mouth and he drinks it while he's asleep. And it like no. helps him. It helps him That's link cute. his it, is, it helps <clears throat> him link his sleep cycles together because he doesn't have to wake up and then eat. He can just mm -hmm. like so it's a lot like when a jet gets refueled midair. It's a lot like that. But so that's when Tim's new episode comes out and I'll usually turn it on because like, at, you know, I think a lot of different things about Tim Pool, but like it, at least it's like topical events that are happening and that's fun to listen to. So one day it was that Andrew Tate guy who is like a MMA fella. Former MMA fighter. Now he's just a weird billionaire who allegedly was sex trafficking women. And, and I guess he's he's one of these dudes who likes to tell other dudes what they need to do to be manly, which seems to be its own market, which I think I might want to get into. Just telling all you got to do is chop wood and take this human growth, <laughs> this human growth hormone and you can look as rad as me. Throw all out them washing machines, you little it, bitches. And if your eyebrows aren't as thick as a fucking <laughs> briar patch. <laughs> <laughs> then you are not a man. 
Um, so he's one of those guys. And apparently he might have been into some sex trafficking. Like, that's all alleged. And I think it's coming out more and more that it's like probably not. Like, I don't know. But anyway, the, when that all was going down and he got arrested is when this woman appears. And again, I listen to it as a podcast, so I can't see it. And this person is like, um, okay, so before we get too much further, I just want to take a minute and I want to talk about like the real cost of human trafficking. And she's like starts crying and blah, blah, blah. so I was like, okay, hold on. So then I went over to YouTube and typed in like Tim Pool so I could see is somebody flicking a lighter. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I've been over there. <laughs> I've been hearing that lighter for a while, and it was like, what is that? That's me clicking my mouse. Oh, so she doesn't listen. She likes to go and explore the internet. No, no, I'm listening. I'm still listening. Go on, go on. (laughs) Could you just, like, not click the mouse and just leave her (laughs) microphone on? Sorry, sorry. You know what it is? Is like, I have Twitter open, and I just see all my notifications popping off, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And my 88, my undiagnosed ADHD. But you were talking about Tim Pool and how she went on You tell them you're podcasting, bitch. You busy. Okay. Sorry, Tim Pool. She goes on. She's like, so I just, crying about well, I, yeah. I don't know who it is. I just hear this woman. She's like getting all emotional and crying. And I was like, dude, something is like pinging my ears weird. This woman sounds like a fucking nut job. She must be attractive. I was like, she has to be hot. <laughs> nobody would, uh, nobody would tolerate this much from this bitch if she wasn't hot. So I went and typed it into YouTube so I could see the video feed of what happened. And I was like, ah, it all makes sense now. She's attractive because otherwise, again, no one would put up with this. All right, so yeah, so she was on Tim Pool. Keep going. Okay, and like her, like Tim Pool even poked some holes in her story there, but she kind of like deflected it essentially and used her quote unquote hot girl energy. She's just got a dyke haircut with purple hair, and she's got a lot of face fillers. That's what she looks like, and she wears. And really Jeff makeup. thought she was attractive. I can see I mean, she's, how people she's would think she's traditionally attractive. attractive. Okay. No, yeah. not traditionally. I... She's modern attractive, modern She's girl. Basic attractive. bitch attractive. She's like yeah, an alt go. girl. Like, you know, short pixie haircut. Or like she's in the okay. Marine Corps with that's dyed purple, nose ring, some odd tattoos that looks no like she's nose drew ring, them. just a lot of face work. A lot of face work. Yeah. I can oh, see. Oh, does she have how, big lips? Yes. Yeah. I can see how mm-hmm. people would find her attractive. I think yes. she looks like a monster doll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a um, Brad doll. She looks like a Brad doll. Oh, that actually, that's spot on. Yeah, she does look like a brat stall, even down mm. to the clothing. So, she, yeah, she made this appearance on Tim Pool, and that's where Bell started going off because a lot of what she was saying didn't make any sense. She would deflect questions that related in any way to kind of her history or her trauma, which some people have said, like, oh, if you're a trauma victim, maybe you don't always want to talk about your trauma. And to that, I just say, if you have this, the spread that you have and you are going every day to talk about sex trafficking, and how it affects people, how are you not comfortable enough just at a bare minimum to talk about what happened to you? I'm not talking yeah. for nitty gritty details. Just give me a brief overview. That's it. You should be comfortable enough to talk about that for the work that you are doing. You're comfortable right. enough to profit off of it. Yeah. You're comfortable enough to do all these appearances and everything to allegedly represent some of these people who are suing Andrew Tate how like you must have talked about your trauma to them at some point to connect with them. So this is where the red flags were. Now there is a podcast she appeared on about a year ago. It was with, I can't remember what it was. Michael called. Malice. It was small... Oh gosh. Okay. There's two then. Okay. The Michael Malice one was same thing. Just red flags everywhere. What she, her. So here, here's where she actually does describe her trafficking story. She says that she was trafficked during two periods 
she was in the life for a while then she got out of it then she got back into a relationship and got back into it so from the get-go you're just like okay this sounds kind of weird how do you end up getting how dumb are you that you get trafficked twice but okay um, traffic me then- once shame on you traffic, <laughs> you traffic me, twice. me twice shame on me <laughs> yeah right and keep in mind this is a 41 year old woman right now so this oh my gosh really yeah she was trafficked in her late 20s to 30s then according to her timeline which no again another thing you're totally way out of range for what sex traffickers are looking for just saying yeah. <laughs> um so she describes that she had her photo taken And that photo was taken to multiple websites to essentially catfish people into buying into escort or cam girl stuff. That was how she was trafficked. You sent the Michael Malice thing in the Discord, right? I don't know. I think you did. And I watched it. And it was in Kayla. It was insane. Michael Malice is like, so what exactly? Like, like, how were you trafficked? And she would skirt that fucking question and be like, well, and then like, and, and, and she, it was it was the type of logic that. So remember when I used to do like podcasting on that app called Wisdom? Yes. And it was like in the type of people who are on Wisdom were so crazy and their logic, and the, the way that their thoughts traveled through their head got so bumbled and confuddled. Like I could not, I can't even right now give you an example of how their thought process works. It's so fucking strange. I can't recreate it. And that is exactly, I could never explain how it was. And then I heard her explaining to Michael Malice how she was trafficked. And it was exactly like being on Wisdom. It was like, what the fuck is this bitch even saying? She talked for three minutes, but said nothing at all. How do you do that? Super sus. But after a while, you could, finally, it started to form. Michael Malice asking question after question and just trying to redirect her back to the initial point and being like, no, honey, you got to focus. Eventually, it came down to like, her pictures were used to catfish other guys, and she's calling that human trafficking. That's like not human trafficking. That's not right. what that is. And and here's the problem I have with that is Michael Malice doesn't like as much as he tries to get her to go back to the question that he originally asked. He doesn't catch on to this at, at all, and he still keeps entertaining this bitch for a full hour. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like, listen to it I for were, a full hour, but it was a lot. If I, yeah, if I heard this bitch just say that she was trafficked because someone stole her picture, I would have cut off the interview right there. I'm like, you are totally taking advantage of this whole network of survivors and shit. That is not trafficking at all. You can go to any website and look up the definition of trafficking and fucking identity theft is not under there. In any you way. be Eliza Blue, I'll be Michael Mouse. So you were, you say you were trafficked? Yeah. Okay. Like, so what exactly <laughs> happened? Oh well, you know I don't I don't want to get into that because that's not what I'm here. Oh to right, do I today. Could, that that could be graphic, but exactly like uh, give me a, a wide brush stroke of like how. Oh uh, well, well, Michael, Michael, you know I don't I don't think that's a good thing to just discuss. Like I'm here to spread my work about advocacy and talk about all these women that are really struggling. So if we can't, like I'd really like to focus on that. I don't feel that comfortable, you know, getting into the details of my own, you know, incident in history. So. The work that I do. <laughs> but see, you the, guys, way, the way that I you am... just answered that was a fucking, that was a, a complete thought. I understood what you said. <laughs> I'm so stupid. This whole time I thought that she was 
a sex trafficking advocate. I thought she was like advocating for sex trafficking. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this bitch is crazy. But I she's not. To, she's using I was like a to talk fake. Like thing. I had pillow lips. I'm sorry, and it threw off. <laughs> I also kind of wanted to see if you could recreate the way that she speaks. Like it's so weird, dude. Her, her thoughts. Look up the her on Michael Malice and you'll see exactly what I mean. And she talks for minute after minute after minute. And it's like, what is she even saying? There's no substance that comes out of her. So now there was another interview that came up that was several months ago. Um, there it was a smaller podcast. It was like a lockdown something or whatever. And there was another that I, that came on who actually has had some quote unquote nuance discussions around pedophilia, specifically how. Um, there are some people that are put on the sex registry for wrong reasons. Okay, that's fine. But how there also needs to be a deeper discussion about how not all pedophiles are bad and how maybe we need to approach um, things a little more critically in that not all pedophilia is bad necessarily. So I listened to that one too. And that's another one of those ones where you could take it out of context and say that she's like standing up for pedophiles, but that's not really what she said. What she actually said is not that great either, but it's it's also not. So what she basically was saying, yes. Oh no, I was gonna say even taken out of context, it doesn't sound good. Like either way you slice it, it does not sound good. It's not great, but I think it is. No, 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 it's It's not good. It's not great. It's not good. Like it's it's a hard good or bad here, and this was just a hard bad. They were all saying that like there could be uh like a 16 year old or something like that who might be so mature. I didn't hear them say that because then I would 13. have to be like, yeah, no, that's pretty rough. <laughs> that's not great. It was 13. Essentially, Hell they no. were saying that there were instances where maybe a child, someone we would consider a child, and they used a 13 year old as an example, is mature enough to engage in sexual relations with an adult, <laughs> and in that case, it should not be considered pedophilia. Essentially. And ah. she goes on to say that in her personal utopia, what would happen is if a 13-year-old was ready to have sex with an adult person, you would look to see how their education was, if they had a job or anything, what their mental space was like, and then you would scope out the adult, make sure the adult doesn't have a shady history for wanting to, you know, have sex with this 13-year-old. Gross. And also... Uh- and also, hold on, the community would then judge whether or not this adult and this 13-year-old could have sex with each other. So I heard the same thing you heard. Just wait till she's legal. I heard the same thing that you heard, Vex, but I could have sworn they were using like a 16, 17-year-old as their example. 13-year-old. No. It was a, okay. She said 13 years old. Well, that makes it completely different. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, because there's... Not that 16, this- 17 is that much better, but it is better. But like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, okay, I have a 13. I have a 13-year-old, and she's very mature, and she is too fucking stupid for sex. <laughs> or to be a parent. But, like, right. this was this is weird, because she's literally describing grooming. That's what she's doing yeah. in this interview. And she thinks this is a good thing. And, it, okay, take that part aside. This is a woman who was allegedly sexually trafficked. So why would you, as a sexual trafficking victim, well, advocate literally for somebody to be sexually trafficked by a community? I mean, that makes sense to me because, like, if she, if you are a victim of sexual abuse and stuff like that, that's going to warp the way that you see sex and relationships and, and what's I can appropriate understand and what's that. not. 
but this is the type of thing that you don't like i have never heard a sex trafficking victim come out like because i've watched a fair amount of these women come out and tell their stories on top of them looking nothing like eliza blue they don't advocate for this weird kind of shit yeah right none of them do like i think milo yiannopoulos had a thing where he was like yeah dude it take, makes total sense that an adult man would take like a boy and then like show him the ropes and everybody was like oh what <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> milo yiannopoulos also just proves the fact that there is a link between homophobia or not homophobia homosexualism and um pedophilia that's what he proved if anything but it could be that milo like that that's how he learned about, like that's how he and that that's, was his that's experience. The common way that gay men get introduced to sex. It's extremely common for young boys to have gay sex with older men, and that's how they're introduced to either sex or the homosexual lifestyle. That's really? extremely common. Yes. I did not know that. How yeah, do you know that's that? That's why that's why there are many studies that like and this is something that is considered risque and people don't bring up because it's considered risque, but there psychologically is an extremely strong link between men who are homosexual and pedophiles. Okay. But the point that I was <laughs> cool. <Backtrack now. laughs> uh, that sounds like we need to do so again. Hey, dear listener, uh, don't take anything that we say at face value. Mike, maybe do your own research. Do your own research. Yes. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about, but it, that won't stop us from doing. It. <laughs> um, what I was saying is that Milo probably <laughs> maybe had that. That was how he what was not raised what's the like right word like that happened to him that was in his experience in his experience so yeah. that warped his view on what's appropriate and so therefore he goes out because he's a public figure he talks a lot and he's like hey i don't think that that's that messed up because of, you know clearly it happened to him so he doesn't see himself as a victim well he'd have to say abuse. that he'd be like this fucked up shit happened to me you know so that's therefore, hard to say yeah. <laughs> right and so because he's normalized it in his brain and that's how he lives with him like that's part of coping as a coping mechanism. Yeah. I don't think he's normalized it. I think he just uses it to be like a vivacious character. That's all. Well, like Milo Yiannopoulos likes to stir shit. And this is one of those things where, okay, that might've actually happened to you, but you're probably not approaching it the way you actually do behind the scenes. You're right. just kind of using it to, you know, put yourself you. in the spotlight, you know, be salacious. Just if Eliza, this it, Eliza saying that shit that you just brought up, if anything gives, makes me think that she might have, might have been trafficked more than it makes me think she hasn't. That's all but I was now, trying to say. Again, this is weird because like, why would you sound like you've thought about this a lot is the weird part because she was so specific in how this would go down. It yeah, was maybe. really weird. Like any way you, you slice it, it's weird. You just started talking on the internet recently, right? What do you mean? Like you just started putting out being on podcasts or being on YouTube streams. I've been all doing that this for stuff. like a year podcasting. Yeah. Okay. And you don't think that you've said anything that you might regret in five years and be like, yeah, that's not the way I meant that to come oh, out. Oh, this, this, this whole podcast episode is probably something that I'm going to This will be a nice little Easter egg though, because when this comes out in five years and you're like, no, now what I said on A750, that's not what I meant. I'll be I'm like, I even said that she might think that. Well, here's the thing. Here's okay. Again, you could be completely right. Also, I'm one that if you if my mind changes on something and you point out that hey, you said this, I'm like, yeah, my mind changed. I was wrong. Let's leave it at that. There you go. So, what was the new developments that you were talking about? Um. Okay. So, well, the, it was the pictures mainly. Um. That was the new development. Oh. Um. Tim Pool. Oh, Tim Pool. That was another new development. So he 
when she appeared on Tim Pool's podcast, like at the beginning of this year, one of their writers, Shane something, I can't remember his last name. Um, basically, these two are basically eye fucking each other to, throughout this entire interview. And they were just like complimenting the shit out of each other. And then he flew out at the beginning of this month for a few days to spend with Eliza. To kind oh of like, my you know, god. Yeah, to see the behind the scenes and how her everyday, like day-to-day life is. He might be the same guy who did that exact same thing with Kanye West. Okay, did he fuck Kanye West or vice versa? I don't know Probably. for sure, but I, it was implied. <laughs> okay. Um, so, of course, it's kind of weird, especially after you see them flirting on a podcast, like, live. I'm just um, saying, Tim has somebody on, and then this guy follows them for a couple of days is kind of, I think, his thing. I don't know. It's weird, though, either way. But he's writing an article now on this woman, right? Um, the other thing, too, is now, like, the quartering, right? Because the quartering got in on all of this. He was supposed to appear on Tim Pool. And then the quarter and canceled and Tim Pool explained like, hey, like quarter incher was supposed to be on, but like he canceled like it's and then quarter incher in the comments is like, yeah, I like it was my fault. Like I canceled. It's like this is all on me. Like, don't even come at Tim for this. For some reason, Tim Pool decides to delete that tweet. Then like two days later, he maybe he misspelled something, (laughs) 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 but he blocks quarter incher two days later and quarter incher's like, yo, what the fuck? What's going on now? Quarter incher can't see when Tim pool quotes retweets me. Damn it. No, (laughs) then um, Tim pool's booking agent, Cassandra Fairbanks, right? Um, She started blocking all the people that were supposed to show up on Tim pool that were involved with this Eliza stuff. So Brittany Venti was scheduled to be a guest. And then she canceled it and blocked Venti on everything. So now Brittany Venti can't even reach out to be like, hey, why was this canceled? What's going on? Tim Pool's just going on a mass unfollowing spree for anyone who's questioning this whole Eliza Blue thing. Even in his recent streams, like he's made probably a good couple thousand dollars at the bare minimum in super chats of people just asking like, hey, are you going to address the Eliza Blue stuff? And he's just ignoring it and raking in all of that money. She got a mouth like a Hoover, I'm thinking. So, like, Tim Pool is kind of <laughs> cashing in on this, which is kind of weird. Daily Wire, which she did an interview with as well. I don't think Daily- that he's cashing in. If I would know, like, just from watching Tim Pool as much as I have, that he is not <laughs> going to comment. best friend. He quote retweeted me. <laughs> why is he blocking everyone then on this? How I don't that? know why he's blocking, but I do know that he would never, he doesn't like to get into personal drama at all. So but like, he's he never, starting personal drama. He never <laughs> talked about like, look at how it went down with Jack Murphy. He never really addressed that other than like, wow, some shit went down with Jack Murphy. And like, I kind of know him, but like, and he used to have Jack Murphy on like once a month. It's if not, not like every other week. Them. It's like, what the hell are your staff doing? That's what people are more interested in. And he's what? never going to tell, like, talk about that shit. So ever. Then, but then here's the other thing. If people keep paying you to just answer this question, why don't you just put out a statement like, hey, I'm not going to talk about this. Instead, you're blocking everyone, unfollowing people. You're scrubbing well, things. Besides Jeremy from the quartering, did he block? So you can look at like live counts of like how many people like people are subscribing and unsubscribing to. And over the last 24 hours, he's unsubscribing to a lot of people. Oh, you know, it's pretty funny. My boy, Adam Krigler, he commented on the quartering being like, what the fuck, Tim? You blocked me. And he just commented, LOL. By the way, I haven't seen Adam Krigler, you know, apologize for white knighting for Eliza Blue last year at all. Now that this has all come out. Oh, did he? He went hard on it too. I saw That's the my screenshots. Boy. Not yeah. only does he retweet me, we follow each other. Okay. That's my fucking mate. That's my guy. 
That's my I'm buddy. just saying, tell your guy, like, hey, do you regret doing that? Or like our conversations are very brief. <laughs> 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 Mainly I go, then, Adam, and he goes, Yeti. And I go, What are you doing up so late? And he's like, ah, streaming shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, you crazy kid, you. So this is, yeah, that's kind of some of the so the Tim Pool stuff is ballooning into this whole other thing. There's supposed to be this article coming out from Tim Tim Pool's dude. I don't know when it's coming out. But after the Daily Beast one, it can't. It's people are just saying this is a fluff piece, essentially. Um, we're expecting people are expecting that Elon is going to fucking boot her off the thing soon. Maybe that's a guess. That some Why would he boot her though? Because she's just causing. She's revealing what a mess the, the platform is. That's why that nothing actually changed under him. <sighs> she's just the topic of the week. She'll be done in two weeks tops. Hopefully. But the other thing, too, is here's where the bells are going off for me. I what? think Eliza Blue. OK, this is a personal opinion, by the way. This is just from the evidence that I've gathered. So you don't have to take this, you know, 100 percent seriously. But I think that she was the trafficker, not the trafficking victim. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Or she's she a man. Ooh, or she's a guy. She can't seem to get no after the twerking video. You can tell that's a natural vagina down there. So okay. you can tell that's a natural vagina. <laughs> Vex electronic, everyone. I Vex love your expertise. <laughs> this is fun for me. You can tell that's a natural vagina. <laughs> possible, possible title right there. It's <laughs> <laughs> <is> pretty great. <laughs> um, but okay, here's so the the things that stand out for me aside from all the things that I I you know mentioned here. Her, her age seems to change. She says that she arrived in Hollywood when she was 17 and she was sold off for 500 in like 2005 or 2006. But there's photo evidence that she was on tour with My Chemical Romance and there's photos of her with Jeffree Star in 2005, 2006, 2007 when she was about 25 years old. So if she were 17, she wouldn't like she definitely would not be 41 today. She claimed like three months ago that she was 41 years old. So her age doesn't match up. She yeah. has she has multiple personalities. Like she's got at least a dozen alternate names now before she came to Eliza Blue. So we don't know who she really is. There's the claims that she offered escorting. Says options. Vex Electronica. <laughs> <laughs> Two, one Yeti Yef and one Kayla Schwag. <laughs> who is this bitch for real? <laughs> there, yeah, exactly. There are the. So the Daily Beast article revealed that people are coming out and questioning her her thing, right? Her story and all this stuff. And there are women that come came forward and said, like, hey, like she offered for me to come join her as an escort for this much money. Okay. The other thing too is this whole child utopia thing that she said in that one, that whole interview just rubbed me the wrong way. Like hearing her talk and hearing her engage in that conversation didn't feel like I was listening to someone who had a traumatic sexual experience at all. Like, I don't think so. you would react that way. I've talked to people that have been like raped and all that stuff. And they don't act that way when you bring up that kind of shit. The other thing too is every time she seems to go on one of these podcast appearances, it's never there's a hard stance that she lines up behind. She's like Tim Pool in which she just kind of toes the line and agrees with whatever anyone else is saying. Yeah. Right? I so these these are all red flags, and it's just the fact that you can't tell us in just brief without detail. You can't yeah. tell us what happened to you. And I that's the biggest red flag for me. And then it was the again the way that she 
when she was getting questioned about what exactly, how are you trafficked and just how her brain comes up with these sentences that just go nowhere and make no sense. It's like, oh, you're nuts. You're nuts. And this is a fucking class. This is a, what do you call it? A master class in the Barbara Streisand effect. Mm-hmm. Which, which, by the way, I've been listening to Barbara Streisand by Duck Sauce because of all this. It's been stuck in my head. <laughs> really? My Duck Sauce? <laughs> yeah, it's by Duck Sauce. I don't know that one. Oh, you've heard it. It's like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> you've heard it for sure. It was a really popular song like 15 years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but do you know what the Streisand effect is, Kayla? No. Once upon a time, there was like a tourism board or something like that. And they just filmed the beach. Like they filmed Malibu from a helicopter. And like you can see the beach, you can see the waves. You can also see some houses. Okay. That's it. Barbara Streisand freaks the fuck out because one of her house is one of those houses that's in the scene. And she wants that shit taken down. She wants it off the fucking TV. She goes to court. She wants she's like, no, 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 no. My house is right there. Take it off. (laughs) And so all she could have done is said absolutely nothing and no one would have known that that was Barbara Streisand's fucking house. But because she made such a big deal out of it, now everybody knows that that's Barbara Streisand's house. So what they should have done is when people were like, hey, Eliza Blue, what's up with you and these shaking your ass in these music videos? Nothing should have happened. You should have not kicked people off of Twitter. You should have just laid low for a little bit and it probably would have gone away. But when you go and take down the quartering, which I don't know, I do not understand why he has the following he has. It's it gives me hope. I think he got in at the right time. That's where that works for him. Just go to YouTube and type in the quartering. It's a bearded dude who does the same video, basically, that's about 10 and a half minutes long about just topical shit going on each day. Okay. They're all super boring. He doesn't really shed any insight or news or knowledge on anything. He just kind of tells you what he just read a moment ago. (laughs) And I aspire to be so great. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do with WT Actual F News. But anyway, don't ban him. Don't kick him off his stuff. Like Eliza, just fucking tweet as if you were like normally tweeting and just fucking go about business as usual. And it probably would have blown over when the next fucking weirdo comes along. But you go and throw him <laughs> off of the platform or like you kick him off. You lock him. You're starting to like cut off anybody who talks about it. You're like, shut the fuck up. That's just going to make this worse. Yeah, agree. And this is, and that's what she's not addressing this at all. Instead, she's just going private. She's trying to strike all the people that mention her on YouTube. Again, the footage that people are using on YouTube are all from a public video. So this whole privacy thing. It doesn't it, legally. It doesn't make any yeah, it's sense. Wild. It's on YouTube. Like the the rappers in the thing put it out. It's like, could you imagine oh. how much that would suck if you were that rapper? Although, right. actually, that's actually probably great because these are rappers that no one was going to listen to. They're not good songs. Right. But now everyone is like, oh, now, shit, now they're Barbara Streisand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Here's the other thing that makes me think that she's the trafficker as well. Who does she know at YouTube that is getting all these channels flagged? And getting this shit taken down. <gasps> it is actually like not this that hard bitch. to get shit flagged. No, but and taken okay, down. here's here's let oh. me connect the dot for you a little bit <laughs> from, in my oh. mind. Okay. <laughs> At Twitter, it makes it makes a little bit of sense because she clearly has connections with not only Elon, but some of the people that run like the public safety side of Twitter, right? Yeah. So yeah, she does. In that sense, it kind of she's abusing her power. When it comes to YouTube, okay. Sure, you can strike anyone you want, but the people are getting legal notices over this. It's not strikes or warnings. It's legal notices. 
So who do you have on your side that you're able to dole out legal notices to not just the big YouTubers like the quarter incher, but for small people that mention you that have two, 3000 subscribers, who do you know at YouTube? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know the inner workings of YouTube YouTube, so much on top of that already has a sketchy history of the child loving stuff on their platform. Oh man, you with the conspiracies, Jesus Christ. I don't, I really don't think that she's like trafficking anybody. That sounds, this sounds like a person. She has a connection. That's what I'm saying. Is there some sketchy connection? And that's why she is so hell bent on covering up this history. I think that this is just a person who's very desperate for attention and has clearly tried everything she can do for multiple decades to become a, a person of note or notoriety. And she gains, right. I'm going to guarantee as soon as she was like, well, I was kind of traffic people for the first time ever. We're like, huh? Tell us about that. And she's like, uh, oh, so then she came up with a story and she tries to be vague and I don't want to talk about it, but she's like, people like me when I do this, I'm going <laughs> to keep doing this. Okay. So now and then it eventually just thing. caught up with her. Here's my other thing is if you have had like this very well documented history of trying to like get fame, right? Why the fuck would you keep the same look? Why would you not change the way you look to at least try to hide this past that you had? She's not smart. Like you have literally Kayla, if you look at all these photos, she has the same pixie haircut. Maybe just the color has changed from between blonde, platinum and light purple. She has the same heavy makeup. Even just her, like, her toned-down style is still very edgy. So, like, why would you not try to reinvent your... She was a scene kid at one point, too. Why would you not try to reinvent yourself? Yeah, back in the day when she was shaking her ass in rap music videos, if she had, like, long pink hair, like a wig on, I would not have... I bet you most people wouldn't yeah, have been able to pick her it would be hard out. to put two and two together, but she has the same... For, like, 30 years of documented footage, yeah. she has the same fucking haircut. In this rap video, check out. In this rap video there is one white chick. She's got a shaved head with purple. Like, what little hair is left is purple. <laughs> and it's like, that's her. <laughs> is she bla- Is she white? Oh, yeah. She's a white girl, yeah. Okay. I'm just, oh, you don't have Google up. I was going to say, I'm amazed you haven't Googled her. I can't, or my phone makes the mic go weird. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm sure we'll post it in the Discord. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, that no, was actually, fun. there's tons of pictures of her in the Discord because we've been posting it in the politics and the what the fuck Twitter. Area. Kayla hasn't been on that Discord in a little bit. Okay. I was. I will go on to see this bitch's balloon purple lips. I took a great screenshot from her one of her music videos that you sent Vex where she's Mm -hmm. pushing her boobs together and looking down at them as if she's giving herself (laughs) a a self breast check. It's pretty great. (laughs) You need it or something? I haven't seen this. I was going to use it on Twitter. (laughs) I just put it in the Discord. I was like, what? There she is. (laughs) I mean, I would, I normally I'd say like go for it, but I don't know if you want to get your account flagged or lose some of the traction you have. I was calling her Lizzie Azul and I put a little mustache on her and I was like, what do you guys think of Lizzie Azul? (laughs) (laughs) And I honestly don't think very many people got it because it got like no traction. So I was like, oh, Oh, people get it. Was this, this was like the world star interview thing where she turned down $150,000 that interview thing. No, it was just her sitting like uh, like a couch with a white background. And yeah, I yeah, that's Lizzie. the world star video. Oh, OK. Yeah, that one then. OK, yeah. With that eye candy video that she did that she was taking down, there was like an interview part, which is where that shot is from. But oh. she's just like she's got like this weird hood accent um, to all of her speech. 
Mm-hmm. And she's talking about like, hell, I wouldn't do nothing for $150,000. And like, oh, she's so like, Skippy too Red. Yeah. <laughs> There's one guy, I can't remember who it is, but he was he's a black creator. But even when she went on that guy's podcast, this is the same thing, like how she adapts to whatever the host is saying. She started adapting the accent that he had during the entire interview. It was weird. Oh. Ew, cringe. It was like this is again more bells. Like this is this is something that people do to manipulate is they adapt your mannerisms to try and get you on their side. Yeah, I saw that episode of The Office with Andy. I saw it. <laughs> okay. That was fun. Let's come back for Kayla's topic. And we got some maybe news we'll get into for a minute. And then Kayla brought some nobody asked yes. And we might be able to pick up Kelsey. She just came home. Okay. <gasps> awesome. All right. Send awesome. you guys a link. All right. Okay. Later, boaters. Bye. Bye.